shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. saying that Jesus Christ was faithful to God and they call Jesus Christ the apostle and the high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him. That means Jesus Christ was faithful to God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Consider the apostle of the and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. Praise God. Now, if you look at this, we will think that he's talking about um, Moses was faithful in his house as in his family. Praise God. But this was not talking about his house as his family. Praise God. He was talking about his house as his, a building. Him as a person. So, praise God. Hallelujah. His house as a person who is. Praise God. Hallelujah. As a body. Praise God. So the Bible says we are the temple of the world, of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So when they say he was faithful in all his house, that means instructions that were given to him in the body, he was faithful to it. Jesus Christ said something. He says, Sacrifices and offering that will let not but a body as thou prepared me. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And he said something. He said, Behold, I come in the volume of the book to do thy will, O God. Praise on the Lord. So when God wants to build a man, the house of a man, which is his house, praise God, what does he do? He, he introduces his will to that man. Praise God. God cannot build a man outside of his will. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Uh, Where is this scripture? Let's go to, uh, I'll come back to Hebrews right now. Galatians, I think it's Galatians chapter 1. Okay, no, Ephesians chapter 1. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Praise God. To the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Praise God. So he said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. In other words, what made Paul an apostle is the will of God. Now, that's why you know that you can't just call. Uh, you can't just wake up one day and say because you have a calling upon your life, you just name yourself an apostle. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because apostles are built, mm-hmm. and how are apostles built? Apostles are built by the will of God. Yes. Ministers are built by the will of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So if you see a man in a fivefold ministry, mm-hmm. praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. If you see a man in a fivefold ministry. The man was built because the will of God was constantly revealed to him. 
And as the will of God was being revealed to me, it was being built. Praise God. So what is the will of God? The will of God is the equipment that God uses to form a man. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's set it down quick. Let's set it down quick. Praise God. What is the will of God? The will of God is a building block that God uses to build a man. Uh, Jesus Christ said, A body has died, is that behold, I've come to die to do thy will, O oh God. Praise God the Lord. Hallelujah. Please let's pay attention. Let's pay attention. Um, I'm losing some of us. Praise God. I'm losing some of us. Let's pay us have attention. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's space here. Let's sit down on the couch. There's a lot of space here. Praise God. Hallelujah. So what am I saying? If a man, if the will of God is not being revealed to a man, a man cannot be built. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ said, My meat is to do the will of my Father who sent me, and what? And to finish it. Why did he use the word meat? Meat is the food that grows a man, right? So if you want a man to grow properly, he has to eat meat. Especially in the Old Testament, there are two things that they feel like you grow a man properly. Bread and meat. Right? And it's quite, I don't know if it's totally healthy, but that was what they had then. Even in their feast, when you go to a party, there's two things they will feed you with. They will feed you with bread and they will feed you with, with meat. And they will give you wine to support it. Balanced diet. Praise God. Praise God the Lord. So Jesus Christ now used that connotation of my as as the food that built the physical body. So also, the will of God is what builds the spiritual body. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So he now says, my meat is to do the will of the Father who sent me and to finish it. So when a man finishes the will of God, the building of God has been built. Praise God. So when God wants to build a man, he begins to reveal his will to him. Will, as simple as it is, am I supposed to call somebody today? And you call the person when your spirit man nudges you to call that person. When you make that call, something has been done to you. A will has been done. And because the will has been done, a building has been built inside. Praise of the Lord. So Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. So in other words, fivefold ministries are built by the will of God. A man cannot really, really call himself a minister of the gospel if he's not a doer of the will of God. Praise God. You know why? Because a minister of the gospel pours himself into people. Praise God. I'm a minister of the gospel. I am pouring myself into people. So Paul says, he said, death worketh in us, but life worketh in you. Why? Because the life that is inside me, I am pouring it inside you. Praise of the Lord. So when a minister of the gospel is being built, if he does not know, if he does, is not built by the will of God, he cannot teach men the will of God. Praise God. If a minister of the gospel is not being built by the will of God, he cannot teach men the will of God. Praise God. Let's concentrate. Leave Anu alone. It has too much eyes on me. Understand? Just, just. Yeah, let me hold him. But there's a lot of eyes on him. I want eyes to be on me. Praise God. So we can pay attention. 
The Lord wants to bless us tonight. Praise God. Amen. Praise God, the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God, the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, I have everybody's attention now. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Praise God. So if a will of God is not being done, the building of God cannot be built. Praise God. Praise of the Lord. The same way when the devil too wants to build his own house, he will introduce his own will too. Praise God. How did I know that? Ephesians chapter 1, chapter 2. Let's quickly open Ephesians chapter 2. Please, I'm teaching tonight, so just follow me. Uh, uh, I don't know the route God is taking us tonight, but please just follow me so that we will not get distracted. Praise God. And you at E quicken from verse 1, Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1. And you at E quicken who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past ye walked, praise God, you what? Walked according to the course of this world. Hmm? According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Praise God. Among whom also we had our what? Conversation in time past. In the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires, praise God, of the flesh. So the flesh has desires, and the desire of the flesh is the will of the flesh. Praise God. So when if the devil wants to build somebody, he will introduce the desires of the flesh to that person, and that's how the devil will build a man. Praise God. So how did the devil take us far from God? The way he took us far from God is that he introduced desires to us. And because he introduced desires to us, and we fulfilled it. Now, I like the fact that the Bible uses the word fulfilled. When you fulfill something, that means you did it well. Praise God. You did not miss anything out of it. So, I fulfilled the promise. It means that every I let no stone unturned. Praise God. So, we fulfilled the desires of the flesh. And because we fulfilled the desires of the flesh... The uh, the uh, the what's it called? We were equipped with something called an, a nature called flesh. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. So that's why, even if we say we are not going to walk in the flesh today, naturally a man will just find himself walking in the flesh because a man has been equipped with a nature inside him out of fulfilling desires over time. Praise God. By fulfilling desires over time, a building was built inside a man. And that building is called flesh. Now, so we now know that flesh is not this body. Praise God. Flesh is actually the same nature. Praise God. Okay, can those children go upstairs and watch TV? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God the Lord. Uh, so, where was I? Where was I? Flesh. Praise God. I was saying something about flesh. Yeah, so flesh is not this body. Praise God. In fact, God is so concerned about the flesh. Now, God is concerned about the flesh, this physical body. Even Satan is concerned about it. Praise God. Because it can rot many things through this flesh. Praise God. The flesh can be a house that you can dwell in. The same way a man, God can dwell inside a man. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. So you will see, even Satan came to contend for the body of Moses. 
to see how important even this body is. And Michael too came to contend for the body. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So you will see that this body is very important to God. So when God is saying that flesh should die, he's not talking about this body should die. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the sin nature to die. Mm-hmm. Am I putting some balance here? Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Praise on the Lord. Mm-hmm. So when we say, when the Bible, when they wanted to take us away from God, he put desires into us. And because we were not born again, we could not, we did not have any other desire apart from the desires of the flesh. So naturally, we fell into the desires of the flesh. Praise God. And a building was done. Praise God. So, uh, you will see that, he said, verse 2 again, wherein in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of what? Disobedience. Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we are by nature, you see? So after fulfilling desires, something happened to us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. So we fulfill desires of the flesh. And after fulfilling desires of the flesh, something happens to us. Is that by nature? So something formed nature inside us. What is that thing that formed nature inside us? After fulfilling desires of the flesh, a nature was formed. Praise God. So if God wants to form his own nature inside us, we have to fulfill desires of the spirit. Because we were built in the other manner by fulfilling desires of the flesh. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Aha. So, the flesh has his own will, which is his desires, and God has his own will, which is his desires. Praise God. When God wanted to raise Apostle um, Apostle Paul, God put his desires inside him. And as Paul obeyed God's desires, something, a person was formed, an apostle was formed. Praise God. So, it was built by the will of God. Let me use another scripture to confirm this. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. Praise God. We are going somewhere today. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 4. I'll read from verse 11. Uh, let me read from verse 9. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up above all heavens, that he might what? Fulfill, uh, might fill all things. Praise God. And he gave some what? No, no, no. Let's read from verse 8. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he what? Led captivity captive. Praise God. Now, man was already in captivity before. Praise God. We were already in captivity before. Now, he now led us into another captivity, which is his own captivity. Praise God. So, man was in captivity before. So, you see someone like Paul saying that, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ. Praise God. You cannot be a minister of the gospel properly unless you are a prisoner of Christ. What does it mean to be a prisoner of Christ? That means Christ is already in control of your life. Mm-hmm. You don't have any option except the desires of Christ. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Actually, that's actually who a priest is. Check, a priest must dwell in the temple. 
and do the commandments of the temple. He cannot come out of the temple. Praise God. So you will see the way they raised priests in the... In fact, you know that priests, eh, the day they gave birth to a priest, they came to come, they just submit them to the inside the temple. Every firstborn of a family should be given to God. And if the family says they don't want to give it to God, they should give an offering. A very expensive offering. Now, even God now said, God now said something. He said, if you refuse to give that child as an offering, and you receive priest to sacrifice, what the Bible says you should do to that child? You break the neck. Yeah. Praise God. You will not have the child, I will not have the child. Because the first child of every family belongs to God. The four male child that breaks the um, the uh, what's it called the metrics of a woman. Uh-huh. Praise all the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you want me to say it wrong? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise all the Lord. Hallelujah. So in other words, the first child is supposed to be a liver unto God. Uh-huh. In, in in the first. Jew child, yes. male child, is yes. a priest. So the day he enters and he comes out, but after seven days of dedication, they take him to the temple. Praise God. He becomes, he's being raised as a, so you see how Samuel was yes. raised yes. as a priest. Yes. Praise God. As at the age of 12, um, 7 or 8, Samuel was already wearing the priestly effort. Praise God. That was a living sacrifice. Praise God. <laughs> Praise of the Lord. So what am I saying? The way they raise priests is that a priest does not have any option than to do the commandments of God. So when they say minister of the gospel, the minister of the gospel is a priest. And the Bible says that he has called us to be kings and priests. Praise of the Lord. In other words, we are supposed to live as priests here on earth. Who are priests? A priest is a man that God has given his knowledge and lives by the knowledge of God. So you see in the book of Hosea, he said, you have refused my knowledge. Therefore, you shall not be a priest unto me. In other words, you cannot live outside my knowledge. Any man that lives outside my knowledge is not a priest to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God the Lord. Hallelujah. Hope you are following me tonight. Yes, sir. Please, hope I'm not... Yeah, I don't think I'm too deep. Praise God. I feel like you are going to understand this thing. Praise God. So he said he left left captivity captive. And what? Gave gifts unto men. Now, this gift that he's talking about is not talking about gifts of the spirit. He's talking about gifts to the body. Now, every minister of the gospel is a gift to the body. Praise God. If you have a calling upon your life right now, you are are a gift to the body. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God, you are a gift to the body. And that's why you cannot decide to just live anyhow you want to. Because you are a gift to the body. Let me tell you what, what it means to be a gift to the body. In other words, you have been ordained to serve the body. Yeah. If I give you a gift, I give you this gift. This gift from then, immediately I give it to you, the gift begins to serve you. So when you say, I am a gift to the body, I have been ordained to serve the body. I am of service to the body. The body has the right to use me. Praise God. 
Please, I'm not trying to preach a very heavy message today. I'm preaching Bible. I'm <laughs> out. So you see the process they take a minister of the gospel through. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, pro- the reason why they take a minister of the gospel through the process that he goes through is because he has to die to do ministry properly. For you to do ministry properly, you must be a dead man. Or else you will bring your own will into ministry. Praise God. So when Paul is saying that I, Paul, an apostle by the will of God, is because he did not have any other will. They introduced the will of God to him to build him as an apostle. And that is called to be led as a captive. Praise God. So Paul was already, Paul, Paul did not become a captive because he was in prison. He was already a prisoner. Of, that's why prison did not, did not, prison did not scare him. Because in his own soul, he was already a prisoner of Christ. So putting him inside the prison changes nothing to him. In fact, he preached the gospel better when he was inside the prison. He reached so many nations while in the prison. In fact, maybe they shouldn't have put him inside that prison. Because the letters he wrote in the prison are doing danger right now. Because he, was a, he is a captive. He said, woe unto me that I preach not the gospel. It's because they have made him a captive of the gospel. Praise God. And the same way, every, it's not only Paul, every single Christian is a captive of the gospel. The only difference is that the minister of the gospel is like the captain, class captain. He goes ahead. Every single minister of the gospel that is a dead man is supposed to teach men how to die. Praise God. Praise on the Lord, right? Do, what does it mean for a man to be dead? A man is dead if he does not have any other will apart from the will of God. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Praise God. When you don't have your own will, eh? imagine. Are you not a dead man if you, you, look, you look as if you cannot think by yourself? Then you have to wait for the leading of the Spirit to take major decisions. In fact, every single decision of your life, every day, you are checking your spirit, man. Sometimes you want to make a decision. Something inside you is pulling you. That's a dead man. That means you don't have any control over your life again. That's called, that's what they call dead. He said, I, I, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, right? Yes. So when a man is being crucified, they are taking his will away from him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So every minister of the gospel is raised by the will of God and he has to be led. That's why someone cannot just treat a minister of the gospel anyhow. Because that man, they, they worked on that man so hard for him to be able to bless people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. They took a man through a, a serious process so that he can bless people. So, because he made a mistake, somebody will not talk anyhow against him. Someone that submitted himself to God to be led. You will not say anything you like about that minister of the gospel. It's you and God that has that fight, not you and that minister. Because God worked on that man. Maybe he probably has not finished the work, but there's a work of God inside him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God the Lord. Hallelujah. So please, let's be very careful the way you talk about No matter how low the minister of the gospel is, no matter how much of the mistakes you see, be very careful the way you talk about him. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's something that is on him. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that's why anybody that is a minister of the gospel too should be very careful. 
Because a minister of the gospel will pour himself into a man. Praise God. I was telling somebody recently, I said, I've, I've noticed something. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I said something one day. I said, I noticed something that most congregations behave like their pastor. Why is it like that? I was in a church one time. The pastor was very critical. Very critical. Every single member of that church. They you see mistakes in them. If I we are listening to a message, they are seeing the mistake in that message. Praise God. Because when that minister of the gospel is ministering, eh, he spends more time attacking the teaching of another man of God than actually teaching the people. Praise God. And you see that behavior naturally play out in the midst of church members. Church members too, they are looking for the minister. A minister of gospel is preaching. Instead of them to just be listening and be blessed. Something have, what they are looking for is, ah, is, uh, is doctrinal error. That's what they are looking for inside. Why? Because a man of God will pour himself into the people. So you naturally see that a minister of the gospel, his congregation will behave like him. Now, does God raise a man perfect before he calls him? No. But a minister of the gospel must be changing consistently. So that if there's anything that is inside the people that he has put there, by the time he changes, the people will change along with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise all the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Aha. Um, we are talking about God building a man. Praise God. So we are talking about how God uses his will to build a man. So if a man is not ready to submit to the will of God, he can never be built. Praise God. No man can be built outside of the will of God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Um, verse, I will let you, um, Ephesians chapter 4, we are seeing Ephesians chapter 4, I will read from verse 9, now that he ascended, what is it, but that he also descended, first into the lower part of the earth, he that descended, the same also that ascended up, far above all heavens, that he might fill all things, and he gave some apostles, and some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers. For what? For what? For the perfecting of the saints. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God the Lord. Amen. For the what? Perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Praise God. What does it mean to edify? To build. Yes. yes. Praise God. Yes. For the perfecting of the saints. Edifying of the body of Christ. Or the building of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So every single person. For him to be fit. Fitly fitted as the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. He must be built. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. And you know the Bible says something in Romans chapter 10, how shall they hear except it is preached? How can can gospel be preached except someone is sent? Praise God. So in other words, really, really, 
every single person must be built and must be built under a minister of the gospel that God has ordained for him. Praise God. Check it. Why is it that a minister of the gospel will open his Bible for one hour? He will get all manner of revelation. Someone that is not a minister of the gospel will open the Bible for five hours. He will not get the same revelation that man got. Yeah. It's because he has been raised to see the Bible. Wow. He said, I will raise them pastors. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 14. He said, I will raise you pastors who will teach you according to my heart. Should we quickly look at that scripture? Jeremiah, is it chapter 3 verse 14 or 14 verse 3? Either of the two. Ah, I don't know. This is not where I was going, but the Lord is helping us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Luke 3 verse 14. 14, 14, 14, 14. Yes, uh, chapter 3, 14 and 15. Mm-hmm, 14. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can we look at this scripture well, please? Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 14. Turn, O backsliding children, see the Lord. I am married unto you, and I will take you one of you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you, feed you with knowledge and understanding. Praise God. Now it's not say that you will feed yourself with knowledge and understanding. I will raise you pastors. Who will feed you? So people can wake up now and say, ah, me I can read my Bible. No, 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 no. God said he will raise you pastors. Praise God. Hallelujah. People have problems with submission. No? Praise God. People have problems with submission. And this thing hangers God. Praise God. When people have problems with submission, God cannot reach them because God cannot reach a man outside of using another man. No matter how much a man says he can hear the leading of the Spirit, he still needs somebody that can help him check it to know if he's accurate or not. Every single person has been raised to be under a minister of the gospel that will help him grow. Praise God. Hallelujah. I've seen people leave the church. They said, I ought to be reading my Bible myself. After all, everybody can read the Bible themselves. Some people, have you read your Bible completely that you are listening to pastors? I've heard some people preach that thing. You people are listening to pastors. Have you finished your Bible? Ah, please, you, make, you should finish your Bible. Praise God. Hallelujah. Please. Now, you know what? I'm not even afraid of teaching this. You might say that our oh, family is a pastor. He wants people to go submit to me. If you like, submit. If you like, don't submit. Me. In fact, I'm even afraid of people submitting to me. Because the more, when people submit to you, you are in charge of them and the problem that is on them. <laughs> to be very, very sincere. So, to be very sincere, me, eh? I'm very afraid of people submitting to me. The, the more people people that submit to me increase, the more fear I have. Mm. Praise God. Yes. To be very sincere, I'm actually being sincere with you. The more, sometimes some people will come to me for counsel, I will first pray before the person comes because I, I cannot afford to miss it. Mm. But if there's nobody submitting to me, I don't need to be doing that. Mm. 
I will pray and grow spiritually and watch film with my wife and we enjoy life. Amen. Praise God. So I can't do that again. Now I have to intercede first because I know somebody is coming to receive. Cal- I'm not saying you should not come for counsel. Don't say you are bugging for the uh-huh. Praise God. The reason why I'm saying this is because there's is a, is a there's a responsibility resting on the minister of the gospel for you to now start thinking that the person wants to control you. Nobody wants to control anybody. The reason why some ministers don't talk the way they talk is because they are actually fearful for the mistakes you will make. Some ministers see some things, your decision, they are looking like four years ahead and they are seeing where it's going to end. You are not seeing it. Praise God. Do you know that you are going on a straight line and you just tangent just a little? eh? You might have traveled very far before you know that you have left the course. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. But a man that is looking at it from afar and has gone through that course before knows that, ah, this little turn you took that does not look like you have left the turn, the the path. By the next four years, before you know that you have actually left the path. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. So, submitting under a minister of the gospel is not because we are telling you that you submit under somebody that will control you. Praise God. Actually, what is God looking for? God is just looking for men that are accountable. Praise God. Uh-huh. Any minister of God that wants to control people, he has God to answer. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Praise on the Lord. He has it because nobody has been, has been, this has been, has been, um, let me use the word, no pastor has been raised to pastor a spirit. You can only guide a soul. Yes. Praise God. Yes. Praise God. Yes. You pastor souls. Uh-huh. God is the head of that spirit mass. Uh-huh. Praise God. And the real man is the spirit. Uh-huh. Praise God. You are only supposed to guide the man for the purification of the soul. So if you want to control that man, it means that you want to control both the soul and the spirit. And God will fight that minister of the gospel. Praise on the Lord. Because you are taking what belongs to God. Praise on the Lord. That's why every minister must be very careful. It means I cannot afford to be covetous. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise on the Lord. Am I putting some balance here? Yes, sir. Praise God. Hope you are learning today. Praise God. Now, when somebody is submitting to a minister of the gospel, he's submitting to that minister under God. Praise God. He's submitting to what? That minister under God. So, in other words, let me be very blunt with you. If God has not told you to leave that minister of the gospel, please don't leave. Even if you are seeing his mistake clearly. Praise God. God is the one that will now tell you, okay, it's time to leave. Praise God. Because, can I be very sincere with you? For that season that is telling you to stay there, many things that will bless you has been given to that man. So he said it. He said, I will raise you pastors. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Am I saying that the pastor will not make mistakes? He will make mistakes. In fact, I will soon leave this part now. I just, this place, God, just, God is just staying here and I want to stay here because God is staying here. Praise God. This is where my spirit man is staying right now. And after he leaves this place, I will leave this place. Praise God. He said, I will raise you pastors. So, what am I saying? I'm not saying that he's just going to submit to any pastor. Pastor that God raised. Praise God. Now, that's how the Bible says, test all spirits. And know if it will be God. Praise God the Lord. Uh-huh. That's a balance, right? Praise God. He said, I will raise you pastor who will teach you my knowledge. And understanding. Praise God. So God wants to build a man. 
Now, if you know the way the building of man is, the building of man is in a way that because man has walked on a path and he has been built on the, to the other side, praise God. So every single man is a building. Praise God. Every single human being is a building. Either he has been built by the knowledge of this world, praise God, or he has been built by the knowledge of God. Praise God. Is either a man has been built by the knowledge of this world, or he has been built by the knowledge of God. So when you say a man that has, when you see a man that he has been built by the knowledge of this world, he's not a man that is um that is killing people or anything. No. Please, I want us to be very discerning. He's not a man that is a murderer that has been built by the knowledge of this world. A man that is built by the knowledge of this world is a smart man. He can talk you out of God. Praise God. He can paint a vision before you and make you feel like God is not needed. How, how did Satan point, paint something to Eve as powerful as Adam was? How did he paint it to Adam and Eve and he made them disobey God? Do you really have sin in them? A man that he didn't have sin inside him, the devil convinced them to eat the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Praise God. How did he convince them to do it? So you know that a man that has been raised by the knowledge of this world, can I even say, Paul said something, he said, any man that does not abide by the doctrine of Christ, eh? he said, do not even bid him God's speed. The reason is because you bidding him God's speed, you are even having a conversation. That conversation can contaminate you. You think John is being wicked. No, he's not being wicked. He's keeping you safe. Hmm. Praise God. And you might not say, ah, maybe you don't want to be judgmental, you don't want to be this. Please, please, please. You're not being judgmental when you see evil playing out by itself. And you say, don't let us judge people. Don't let us do this. You are judging this person. You see evil clearly playing out. Please and please and please walk away from it. Praise God. Now, some people will now tell us that if Jesus Christ spent time, so was hanging out with tax collectors, you don't have the statue of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. That was an incorruptible man. <laughs> we, they are still trying to take corruption out of us. Don't let us have this confidence. Praise God. There's this type of Confidence that Christian, we Christians have that we should not be having. We know what we can undo. Praise God. We should know what we can undo and know what we should run away from. Elijah knew that he could not undo Jezebel. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Elijah knew. Elijah knew that he could not undo Jezebel. He ran away. Praise God. Until God took him into the wilderness and gave him food. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. So, let's go back. Let's go back. Praise God. So, I've talked about how God raised us, that we need ministers of gospel in our life. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. I've seen people that left the church thinking that they can fellowship with God by themselves. They end, they end up in error. Because every soul must be guided by a shepherd that God has ordained for them. Praise God. Praise God the Lord. Praise God. 
Amen. Amen. Uh, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. Uh, hope you understood the area of um, um, being under the minister of the gospel that I was talking about. Yeah, praise God. Praise God. Now, please, don't judge yourself if you feel like you're not submitting properly. Everybody has to grow in submission. Praise God. Submission is something that everybody has to grow in. But please, be humble enough to desire to submit. Praise God. Let us be humble enough to desire to submit. Praise God. Praise God the Lord. Praise God. Okay, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 3. I'll read from verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider apostle and the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him. So, Jesus Christ, the same way Jesus Christ was faithful to him that appointed him, and the person that appointed him is God. Praise God. Jesus Christ was faithful. He now said, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who had builded the house had more honor than the house. So he's telling us that Jesus Christ was one that built Logos. Jesus Christ, before he became, came to earth, was one that built Moses. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God the Lord. Hallelujah. He is the one that what? Built Moses. Let's read it again. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Why? Inasmuch as he who had built the house hmm, had more honor than what? Than the house. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you see that Logos, Jesus Christ, before he became flesh, was doing a building in man. Praise God. Hallelujah. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those which things which were to be spoken after. So the way they built Moses is a shadow of the kind of building that God will be building in the New Testament. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So God has an idea of the kind of building he wants to build in the New Testament. So Moses was like a shadow of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now you will see that Moses was not even bu- was not built by the law. Praise God. Moses was already built before the law was given. So you see that Moses did not live by the law. Check it. Moses, so like Aaron, he will enter into the most holy place once a year. God said, Moses can come anytime. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God the Lord. Hallelujah. Moses can what? Come anytime. In other words, he was not subject to that law. Reason is because he was already living above the law. That law. That God gave him. You know why? Check it. Moses did not disobey any of the law that God gave. Except for the one time that he got angry and struck the rock. Praise God. Hallelujah. In fact, Moses will spend time under the glory of God for 40 days and 40 nights. He will not even be hungry. 
Praise God the Lord. Praise God. So, he now said, But Christ, as a son, over his own house. Whose house with what? Whose house? Continue. If we hold fast the confidence and the and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Praise God. How many of us are believe that we are the house of God? Praise God. Praise God. But that house cannot be built unless we hold fast. Praise God. To the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Quickly. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. First Corinthians. First Corinthians. First Corinthians. First Corinthians. So God is building a house. Praise God. Praise not the Lord. God is building a house, and I am his house. The goal of a man is to become a house of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. The goal of every man is what? Become a house of God. What does it mean to become a house of God? We can say that, oh, the one that God can dwell in physically, that's part of it. But actually, becoming the house of God is a man that God has so much built that God can move limitlessly inside him. Mm-hmm. Praise God. God can move what? Limitlessly inside him. The same way Jesus Christ, God was moving. Jesus Christ was very clear. He said, I am my father, and my father is in me. Uh-huh. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, let's, if you check Jesus Christ, the day, um, just at Jordan alone. Praise God. At Jordan. After they said, the Holy Spirit came into Jesus. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. They said, the Holy Spirit came into Jesus Christ. And few hours after, they said, and the Holy Ghost dragged Jesus Christ into the wilderness. How many of us can Holy Ghost drag like that? Praise God. Now, praise God. Praise God. How many of us right now can Holy Ghost now, that wilderness that we're talking about, they're not talking about wilderness or maybe you went into a farm. Yeah. Actually, when they say wilderness, a wilderness. They are talking about wilderness. Mm. The real, where wild animals were. Mm. Praise God. Praise God. So, when they say the, a man is a house of God, is a man that God can move seamlessly inside him. Mm-hmm. So, a man must have died to himself for him to be able to carry God inside him. Because when God comes into a man, God is coming to take over. Mm-hmm. Praise God. It's only goals that always negotiate. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So you see that the Bible says we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The day we got born again, you naturally just became a temple. Mm-hmm. Holy Ghost came inside us. Praise God. But 
when they are talking about the building of God, they said you you being built, fitly fitted, a house of God mm-hmm. is a continuous tense. Is does God's house is not built in one day? Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we understanding what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is everybody following me? Yes, Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, First Corinthians chapter six. Uh, let me see chapter six verse. I think verse nineteen. Praise God. Hallelujah. What? Let me read verse 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is what? One spirit. He that is what? Joined unto the Lord is what? One spirit. So in other words, the day we got born again, our spirit man became one with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Now, our spirit man is not the Holy Ghost. Our Holy Ghost came into our spirit man. Praise God. There's a doctrine out there. The reason why I tackle that is because there's a doctrine out there. People, people say that because of this scripture says uh, we are one with the Holy Ghost. Even we too, we are the Holy Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> scripture says it clearly. Our spirit, be, uh, the Lord bears witness with our... Uh, Holy Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. Two separate beings. Mm-hmm. Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. spirit that we are what? We are children of God. So there's spirit of God and there's our spirit. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Praise on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Praise on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Praise on the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we are not Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. We have spirit being that is under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Aha. Is one is one verse seventeen. He that is joined with the Lord, uh, joined with the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinned against his own body. You see how concerned God is about the body. So if you are talking about sin, um, flesh, you are not talking about this skin because God is concerned about this body. He wants to save it. Praise God. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye are of God, and ye are not your own. Praise God. You are not what? Your own. So when we are saying that a man is committed to the will of God, it's not that God is negotiating with a man that come and give me your will. The day he bought us with the price, we naturally belong to him. Mm-hmm. Every unbeliever out there does not know he belongs to God. Mm-hmm. But he actually belongs to God. Mm-hmm. The price has been paid for him. He only needs to receive that thing and get born again. Then he will realize that his life is not his own. My wife was making, when she was working in the Hebrew family, she was making hair for one guy. She was bagging one guy's hair like that. A white guy. And my, you know, my wife just used to to just talk about Jesus here and there. Just chip it in and see if the person will catch it. So the guy said, yeah, he goes to church. I goes to church, and um, used to no. I used to go to church. Uh, so why don't you go anymore? Yeah, it's this Jesus thing. Uh, what is the Jesus thing that you are talking about? He just like to control you. Mm. He did not say that church likes to control him. He said this Jesus just likes to control you and tell you what to do. Mm. So in other words, that guy has been led by the Spirit before. Mm. 
Praise God. Praise God. So that guy has been led by the Spirit before. And he knows what it means to be led by the Spirit. But he left the church because he doesn't want to be led again. He knows that Jesus Christ wants to control him. Praise God. And he said he's not interested in it. Praise God. He said, uh, and ye are not your own. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Sometimes when we, when Holy Ghost is putting nudging in your heart, it might look like he's advising you. Don't take it like an advice. Praise God. Sometimes Holy Ghost comes to talk to you because of how gentle he is. This thing sounds like as if he's trying to advise you. To be very sincere, it's not an advice. He's only giving you something that will profit you. Praise God. I'm making it look nice. Praise God. Actually, that thing that Holy Ghost is saying is your salvation. Praise God. Praise the of the Lord. Because he said something. He said, ye are not your own. You don't belong to yourself. Every man should wake up in the morning asking for what his owner wants him to do. Everybody should wake up early in the morning thinking of what the owner wants him to do. Praise God. But it's quite unfortunate that sometimes, even sometimes, even me that I'm preaching here, I wake up thinking about the next thing to do in the morning and things that I've not gotten done before I remember that I'm supposed to pray. Praise God. But actually, life is not supposed to be that way. Every man should wake up to his master. Every human being should wake up to his master. What will you have me do today? Praise God. What will you have me do today? Give us our daily bread. Praise God. Praise God the Lord. Give us what? Our daily bread. A man is not supposed to think and desire things at his own will. Man was not built that way. Man was not raised that way. Man is spirit. Praise God. And he's supposed to live like a spirit. Praise God. Praise God the Lord. And spirit are to be... Spirit, spirit are... What do you say? God is spirit. Praise God. And every man that worship God must worship him what? In spirit and in truth. So in other words, every spirit man should submit to the father of all spirits. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. So if we say we can just make, there are some decisions we can make by ourselves and some decisions that Holy Ghost can make or can tell us to do. We have already separated some things between this one belongs to God and this one belongs to the Holy Ghost. This one belongs to God and this one belongs to me. Actually, the Bible says nothing belongs to you. The Bible says nothing actually belongs to me. Every cell of my body belongs to God. And God should instruct every cell of my body. Praise on the Lord. That is how we are going to be saved. Praise on the Lord. That's how we are going to be saved. Now, the day we got born again, Holy Ghost came into our spirit man. So you will notice that before you got born again, things that you never thought was bad before, immediately you got born again, you started seeing as being bad. Praise God. 
why did you start seeing Darlene bad? Because something has been quickened inside you. Mm-hmm. It's called your spirit man. Praise God. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Ghost is inside that spirit man. So where you used to go before, you never felt bad. You started feeling bad there. The reason is because you have been led out of there. Praise God. What am I saying? Praise God. You used to talk in a manner before. And the next time you talk about it, a nudging inside you like they have done something bad happened to you. Something is actually, they are telling you something. Don't talk like that again. Do you know that's a leading? Do you know that? Have you ever done something before? And you don't know that you did something bad, but you just started feeling bad inside you. And you now start checking, what did I do? What did I do? Then you realize that what I just did five minutes ago is bad. Have you, has that ever happened to you before? <laughs> huh? Has that ever happened to you before? Do you know what they just taught you? They just started pointing to things that were bad that you never thought was bad before. Mm-hmm. You are being led out of that character. Mm-hmm. That means they are breaking down a building that is not of God mm-hmm. inside us. Mm-hmm. That's what... The only, the only one reason for leading of the Spirit to break down buildings that are not of God and put in the building of God. Mm. Praise God. That is the essence of leading of the Spirit. Praise God. So the Bible says we were led according to the cause of this world. Praise God. According to what? C-O-U-R-S-E. What is a course? You went to school, right? You have a course. What is the content of that course? Knowledge. Words. Knowledge. Right? Words and knowledge. So, if we were led according to the course of this world, praise God, that means the world gave us his knowledge. We obeyed it and we were moving by that knowledge. Making decisions by that knowledge. What actually quickened our desires, what actually caused what we are desiring is actually the knowledge that we are being given. No man can desire outside knowledge. You have to know to desire. You can't desire what you don't know. So number one, they introduce knowledge to you first. This one we introduce knowledge. Let me give you an example. The first time somebody stole from his mother's purse, he must have walked outside one day and saw maybe the fish that he likes and he wants to buy. And he asked his mother, Mommy, buy it for me. Mommy said, there's rice at home. <laughs> Praise God. Then, now the devil came in and started telling him, you know that mommy keeps money inside her purse. And you can take that money and go and buy it. She will not know. That's a knowledge. That has now quickened a desire. The desire moves into feeling. And you start salivating and thinking about the taste of that fish in your mouth. Praise God. And guess what? Because of that desire, you obey that desire, you steal that money. You go and buy that fish, you eat that fish. The devil did not just want to teach you how to steal. Praise God. He wants to rot a nature inside you. He just started by that stealing of money. 
There's a nature called the nature of covetousness. He wants to end up there. But he starts by teaching you how to steal fish. Praise God. That's all the politicians in Nigeria started by stealing money from their mother's purse. Praise God. Or something like that. Or something similar to that. Praise God. I'm not ashamed to even say this. They are thieves. Praise God. Many of those politicians, there's a way they will taught them greediness. He started as a child many times. Praise God. And the thing grew and grew and it became greedy. Someone that was stealing 5 naira before is now stealing 10 billion using pen. It's a nature. Praise God. So you see many of the natures that have been built over time started with little, little instructions as a child. How did I get here? I said, there must be a knowledge. We said we walk according to the course of this world. Praise God. Knowledge of this world. That's the course of this world. It is a well-prepared curriculum. If you behave like this, a man will end up this way. The same way a man will go to school and become a doctor. Naturally, from his sleep, wake him up, he's a doctor. The same way the course of this world will teach a man. When a man obeys the instruction of the course of this world, he wakes up and wakes up a worldly man. Because what is what inside him is the nature of a worldly man. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Because, because a man has obeyed the wisdom of this world over time, because he has obeyed it over time and put it to practice and exercised it, it becomes a nature inside him. So the, uh, Paul was saying something. He said, the law of uh, sin took advantage of the commandment and wrought all manners of concupiscence inside me. Romans chapter 7. Praise God. So in other words, sin took advantage of the commandment. He looked at the commandment. You cannot obey this commandment. And because you are seeing that commandment, you cannot obey it. You naturally do the opposite. Something is happening to you. It's rotting a nature inside the man. So when he says all manner of concupiscence, all manner of character, character that I did not have before, sin took advantage of the of the law and started rotting it inside me. So you see a natural man that he thought he could obey God before and he now sees the law because of the spirit of uh, the, the, um, the, the law of sin and death inside him. He cannot obey the law. Before you know it, he does opposite of what the law is doing. And because he's obeying the cause of this world, the nature of sin is increasing inside him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, are we going to say that the Bible says that is the law um, is the law wrong? No, the Bible says no, it's not wrong. One thing that the law did is that the law took a man to a point that a man knew, man knew that they cannot obey God by themselves. God deliberately brought the law to wake him to the point that they will know they need Jesus. He said, so he said, why when we were weak, Jesus Christ came when we were at our weakest point. The reason is because every man should see a need for Jesus in his life. Any man that does not see the need of Jesus in him is dying, does not know. Jesus Christ is meant to be needed. It's not meant to be considered. The world feels like they can consider Jesus. I will give Jesus a try. You don't give him a try, no? You are not giving him a try. You need him. Praise God. Praise God the Lord. Hallelujah. 
So the Bible says that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost came inside us and starts to repair to repair things, damage that has been done in the soul of a man. Praise God. Because for every disobedience, there's a damage done to the soul. And even after we got born again, the soul can still continue in the damage if we have not started learning the knowledge of God. Praise God. In fact, a man that is born again eh, can get to a point in his life that he will now tell God. He will know that he, he will know. Praise God. Let me give you an example. Kenneth again in his book, I think he's following God's plan for your life and how to be led by history. A woman, the wife of a pastor, over time, the devil started talking to her. I started talking to her. I started talking to her. Very pretty woman. The way Kentucky described her, I said the woman was like a model. The devil started talking to her that you are following this pastor about. And you know, pastors in those days, they don't have money. And the old woman that looks like a model. Mm-hmm. The devil started talking to her that you can do many things with this your body. Mm-hmm. Before we knew it, she packed out of the house. She started sleeping with men. This can mm-hmm. take his book. I think it's how to get my spirit and follow God's plan for your life. One of the book. I started following men. Can I take his head that if you want to count the number of men that she slept with, she slept with almost 100 men. Yeah. Oh. Praise God. Hallelujah. It got to a point. This is a Christian woman. It got to a point. Holy Ghost came to visit her and said, I can forgive you if only you can turn away from this thing you are doing. And inside her heart, she said, Holy Ghost, I think you are the one talking to me and I don't want you anymore. At that point, Kenneth said that woman died. Not physically, but died in a spirit man. Kenneth said he interceded for the woman, interceded for the woman. Jesus Christ had to appear to the Kenneth I said, you know what? She has made a decision. She will be in hell. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So, a Christian can be born again eh? and get to a point in her life that she will now, he or she will now become a candidate of hell. Mm-hmm. If she lives in disobedience continuously. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, if you see the book of 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 19, he said, if a man, if you have been saved by the word and you now decide to now walk, let's quickly go there. Second Peter chapter 2. I want to read this scripture properly to fit, uh, um, to, um, to balance this thing properly. Because we are talking about the building of God's house. Praise God. We have already established that the house of God is built by the will of God. Eh? And also, a house can be destroyed by disobedience, disobeying the will of God. Praise God. That's why I'm going here. I think it's 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 19. First, I will confirm. Praise on the Lord. So we know the danger of disobedience. Praise God. And can I be very sincere with us? If we are not obeying, naturally we are disobeying. Praise God. Do you understand what I'm saying? If we are not obeying, naturally, praise God, we are what? Praise God. So every man should seek obedience every day. Praise God. Every man should what? Seek obedience every day. So when they are talking about that, we should pray for spirit of wisdom and revelation. Wisdom and revelation is not because you are hearing a voice. Obedience is not because you are hearing a voice. By the revelation of Jesus that is revealing to you, he is revealing a lifestyle to us. When we actually align with that lifestyle that Jesus Christ is teaching us, we are obeying Jesus. 
Praise God. So we don't need to hear a voice. Praise God. For us to be obeying God. When He's revealing His life to us and we are aligned by it and live by that life, we are living a life of obedience. Praise God. Praise God the Lord. Praise God. Aha. Ah, this is a Okay, verse, I'll read from verse 18. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 18. I'll read to verse 20. Praise God. I want us to pay attention to this scripture very well. So that we will know why we should not give ourselves to disobedience. I know somebody that told me something that ah um, she said, she said, she said, um, I know it's, I know Holy Ghost, I know Holy Ghost allowed me to do it, but I'm still going to do it anyways. Oh boy. <laughs> Praise God. Why? Simple, simple thing. This person insulted her and she wanted to insult her, insult her own back. And she said, inside that she knows the Holy Ghost told her that she should not insult the person back. But because of the pain and how the thing pained her that I decided to dish it out to the person. That thing is dangerous. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And I've heard somebody before. I will put Jesus aside and I'll show you who I am. Because what he got you and Praise God. I will put Jesus Christ on one side. Yeah. And I will quickly show you who I am. It's because I'm a Christian. That's people are treating me anyhow. Actually, it's very sincere. Is normal that people will treat Christians anyhow. Mm. In fact, can I be very sincere with you? People will step on us. Mm. People will talk to us anyhow. Mm. People will use us. Mm. Praise God. Mm. Praise God the Lord. Mm. Praise God the Lord. Mm. Uh-huh. Struck down but not destroyed. Do you get what I'm saying? So you will notice that we have been called to that life of being. Uh, being in a vulnerable state, as it were. Praise God. Everybody say vulnerable state. Vulnerable state. It's a natural thing. You will be in that vulnerable state. You will be persecuted. People will use, take advantage of the fact that you are a Christian and do what you don't like and expect you not to talk. And to be very sincere, once you talk, you have broken the edge. Because you now prove them wrong. You will prove them right, sorry. I knew it now. I knew this Christianity cannot last. Praise God. He just protect you. Praise God, the Lord. Praise God. Let's quickly look at verse 18. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh. Through much wanton, those that were clean escape from them who live in error. Why they promised them liberty, they themselves are servants of corruption. For on whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after, verse 20, if after they have, been, they have escaped the pollutions of this world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again what? They are again what? They are again entangled 
daring and overcome, the latter hand is worse with them than the beginning. Praise God. For it has been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Praise God. I'm not here to scare anybody. I'm reading Bible. This is I'm not reading Bible now. Bible I'm reading. So nobody can hold this one against me. <laughs> Sorry. Now we do it, Bible. Praise of the Lord. The Bible says it would have been better for them not to have known than to receive the commandment and turn away from it. Praise God. Praise the Lord the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Now, the Bible says that He wants to build us as God wants to build us His house. Praise God. And we have established that when God wants to build a house, He builds a house by His will. But the will does not come except by knowledge. That's why the Bible calls it the knowledge of His will. Spirit of wisdom and that you might be enlightened. Eh? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. In the knowledge of what? Of his will, right? Hi. In the knowledge of him. Another part of it, in the knowledge of, of his will. I can't remember where that scripture is. Praise God. So, for there to be a will, there must be a knowledge. Praise God. A man cannot have a will without having a knowledge. You cannot have a will without having knowledge. Praise God. Pay attention to me. Pay attention. Pay attention. Praise God. You cannot have a knowledge, like a will, without having a knowledge. So when they want to present a will to a man, first thing they bring to him is revelation knowledge. The will is not even complete yet. They have to bring a lot of revelation to the man for the will to be fully painted in the face of the first face of the man. So that's why the Bible was talking about that the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now inside the spirit of wisdom and inside wisdom and revelation, there's something called counsel and mind. That counsel is the will. Because the Bible says that he worketh all things according to the counsel of his will. Ephesians chapter 1. He worketh what? All things. So when he wants to build you, he does not build you outside the counsel of his will. Praise God. So when the Holy Ghost brings counsel, he's not bringing advice. Praise God. Hallelujah. When the Holy Ghost brings counsel, he's not bringing advice. He's bringing an equipment for beauty. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Amen. When the Holy Spirit takes something from you, it's because that thing is not meant to be part of your beauty. How many of you have Holy Ghost taking the career path from the road? I know my brother, Pastor Jesus, he wanted to become a doctor. <laughs> Praise God. Don't worry, they've taken career path from me. <laughs> Praise God. Praise of the Lord. Hallelujah. That career path of women's be your beauty. Part of your beauty. And it can be painful. She got some, some beauty in there, like emblems. Like emblems? 
has become what we want to, what we use, that come by as banner, center of attention. Praise God. Nothing should be a center of attention in our life. Only God. God knows how that thing is prayer. You wear it as a garment. The only garment you wear is the garment of righteousness. It's not that you won't have a career, but that career should not be a garment. The only garment a man should have is called the linear of righteousness. Praise of the Lord. When a man, when they see a Christian, they should not see engineering in him. They can be doing engineering, but they should not see engineering in him. They should see righteousness. A righteous man, it should be a righteous man doing engineering. Mm-hmm. I'm not an engineer trying to do righteousness. <laughs> Praise God. Yes. Praise God the Lord. Hallelujah. Because a man is a building. Mm-hmm. And what they use to build a man is called the will of God, which is God's righteousness. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. The will of God is God's righteousness. What is the will of God? The thinking of God. What God is thinking. And what God is thinking is what is right before him. So what is called righteousness is what is right before God, which is the will of God. Praise God. So when they are bringing instructions to us and bringing counsel, they are not bringing advice, like I'm saying. They are bringing an instrument for building. So when a man obeys it, and obeys it, and obeys that counsel, and obeys that counsel, something happens, it becomes a nature. Praise God. It becomes a what? A nature. It comes to a point that thing becomes something that that man naturally does. Praise God. Praise not the Lord. Praise not the Lord. Now, when we are talking about building, the reason there's something in a man called the reason why they have to build a man is because there is a building that is already at work in a man. What are we talking about? Let me use another word for building. This building is their blocks, right? Now, the particles are held together by a law. Hmm? They are held together by a law. So, the building that is inside us, which the devil has built inside us, is being held together by one law, called the law of sin and death. That's why we can do it properly. And it looks as if that is our normal life. Praise God. Because that law has become a normal... When something has become a law, it looks like righteousness somewhere. Praise God. It looks like what is right because it's a law. Something we naturally do. We don't think otherwise. So for them to take out that law, they have to superimpose another law. And that's why they are teaching us the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Let me give you an example. You put, let's say law of gravity. You throw something up, it must come down. If you want that thing to stay up, you have to superimpose another law. So if you want the law, if we want the law of sin and death to die inside us, another law must be superimposed. It's called the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. If you must now, a law comes by knowledge. You can't operate a law outside knowledge. Praise God. A law cannot be operated outside knowledge. Praise God. So when they say, read your Bible, listen to messages, pray in tongues, there's only one thing they are trying to do. They are trying to introduce a law to the body. Because every beauty must be held together by one law. And blessed be to God, our own beauty will be held together by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Hebrews chapter 8, let's quickly open there. That I'll be closing for you because we just need to pray for a few minutes. 
Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. We need to pray today. Hebrews chapter 8, when we're talking about, I will write my laws upon their heart and upon their mind. Is in Hebrews chapter 8, is in Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, let's start from chapter 8. Praise God. Verse 7. Hebrews chapter 8. Chidima, read it for us now. Hebrews 8, verse 7. For if that, for if that from verse 7. For if that, 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 verse 7. For that, verse 7. For that, verse 7. Then should no place have been sought for the second. Mm-hmm. For finding fault with them, he mm-hmm. said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. Praise God. Praise God. Let me quickly say something. Now, let's quickly, I want to separate something. Now, the day man fell, a law was introduced. It's called the law of sin and death. At Mount Sinai, a law was introduced called the law of canal commandment. There are two different laws. Hmm? The law of canal commandment was given to Israelites to preserve them. Praise God. But the law of sin and death, which was already inside man before the law of canal commandment was introduced, was higher than the law of the law, the law of canal commandment, which is the law of Moses. So, in other words, even though man wants to obey the law of Moses, the law of sin and death was higher than the law of Moses. So, naturally, they could not obey it. And the Bible says that if you disobey one law, you have disobeyed all the laws. So, there's no way a man can obey the law. Because he does not have the strength to obey the law. So, for a man to obey God, he needs God to obey God. Praise God. You need God to obey God. So, God must work in a man. For that man to come and obey him. Is it me that worketh in you? Both to will and to do of my good pleasure. Praise on the Lord. So, for you, a man to obey God, they must work a law inside him. Praise God. Now, they start working that law by calling something called the spirit of wisdom and revelation. When they start putting revelation in a man, and putting revelation in a man, they are painting a beautiful image before him. That man is looking at that image. He might not be able to obey it at the beginning. They keep painting it by revelation. They keep painting the image by revelation. They keep painting it. That's why a man must stick to the word. Because they can't paint a, an image that will turn him away from the image that the devil is painting unless they paint a better image to him. And they paint a better image to us by knowledge. Praise God. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? They paint a better image to us by knowledge. The Bible talks about in Colossians chapter 3. He said, a knowledge which is according to the image of God. Right? Praise God. So knowledge which is according to the image. So they are painting an image before you. Painting an image before you. Painting an image before you. Before you know it, you start liking the image. You start accepting the image. You are looking at yourself. They are painting a picture of yourself before you. 
as we behold him as in the glass. Praise God. You are beholding that image because of the revelation that is coming. You begin to like that image that you are seeing. Before you know, you start aligning your life according to that image you are seeing. Sometimes, I, I, can, I can give you an example. There was a day, the Lord just painted an image before me. It was a meekness image. Somebody was treating me in a certain way, and the way I was responding, I was responding in a meek way. Now, that is not me at that point. But he painted that scenario before me because he wants me to start aligning with that kind of lifestyle. Mm. So he painted, the way I responded in that, in, in that vision, because I knew immediately that from now on, this is how the Lord wants me to be responding. Mm. Now, it was not easy at the beginning, but I agreed with it. Mm. I knew that image would make me look vulnerable, but I what? I agreed with it. A time came, naturally, I started responding in that same way. After obeying that counsel over and over again. That counsel has become a law now. Praise God. And it's becoming more of a law inside me. The time will come. After obeying that counsel for so long, naturally, if people behave to me that way, that will be the natural way I will respond. Because it has become a law inside me. That means a form of Christ has been formed in me. Praise God. Am I teaching well tonight? Praise God. Am I teaching well tonight? So a form of Christ has been formed in me because I obey a revelation and an image that has been formed before me by revelation and knowledge that is being given over and over again. Praise God. So if you check this scripture, I'm closing up. Praise God. If you check, he said, he said, Behold, the day I said the Lord, when I will come and make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers, in the days that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, I regarded them not, said the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. Praise God. He's talking about the New Testament now. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be my people. Praise God. So when God wants to build a man, he introduces his will. That when the man obeys that will over time, that will becomes a law inside him. So if they've not fully written that law yet, they are writing laws on us. Praise God. When they write a law in a man, that thing becomes a nature inside the man. That man naturally behaves that way. So when they're asking us to come and obey God, it's because we want to write a law inside us. Anytime they obey God, they're writing a law. They're carving a law inside you. They're putting on a law inside you. They're writing something inside you. They are reprogramming us. They are reprogramming us. The time we come, when we allow them to program us properly, those things you feel like you could not do before, you naturally do them. Because a law has been written. How many of us will obey God? Because that is actually the end point of obedience. A beauty will be made. Praise God. What will what happen? A building. I've seen many of you, people are changing. It's because you have been built. Praise God. Praise God. No, you are changing. Praise God the Lord. It's because you are being built. You have obeyed laws over time. I've seen you people. I knew many of you got born again when I met you guys. Praise God. And I see how you guys be, you there's no you don't behave the same way you used to behave when I met you guys. Praise God. There's a reason why, because laws have been written. 
Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. Because what? Laws have been written. And more laws have been written. Amen. More laws have been written. Can I bring this with us? We cannot be God's people unless His laws have been written upon our hearts. God cannot lay claim on a man that does not have His laws. Because that man, if the man does not have the law of God, and God lay claim, he will disappoint God. And God does not want heartbreak. He has expressed love. You see the way you view Jesus Christ thoroughly. Jesus Christ cannot wake up tomorrow and say he's going to turn. He has been trapped forever. Yes. He said, Thou will be my priest forever. Thou art my priest forever after the order of the Jesus cannot turn. He wants to build us in a way that even after we come, we will not turn away from him. You see that turn, right? Aha. It does not then Adam too. He didn't intend to turn. But he turned. Even though definitely he felt bad, but the seed that he brought into the world stepped what he produced, seeking until they walked away from the presence of God. The same way Satan walked away from the presence of God. Any seed of Satan wants to do one thing. Every man that swallows that seed must walk away from the presence of God. It's a normal thing. Even if he does not want to, he will naturally do it. Because that's the end point of that seed. So disobedience will always take a man away from the presence of God. He might not mean to leave, mm-hmm. but that's the end point of disobedience. No man should stay in disobedience. Mm-hmm. He's walking away naturally, just doesn't know. Yeah. If that will come and look at God in the face and say, God, I don't want you anymore. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because that is actually the person that has that seed. That is what he did to God. Yeah. So when he puts that seed inside man, he wants man to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Can I be very sincere with you? God is craving for souls. Satan is craving for souls. Mm-hmm. I will not be a soul that Satan will win. I will not be a soul that Satan will claim. I will obey God so much that I will become so wise. I will be wiser than Satan. You know you can be wiser than Satan. The man child is wiser than Satan. Praise God. Jesus Christ became wiser than Satan. Here on earth, not when he got to heaven. Please. Obedience. Obedience. Every single time a man obeys God, he's cutting a covenant with God. Uh-huh. When you say you cut a covenant, covenants are cut by blood, right? Uh-huh. That means you are telling God that God, I'm not going to turn again. Uh-huh. You are telling God, I'm not going to turn. You are telling God, I'm not going to turn. The time will come, you will prove to God that you will never turn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. We pray, let's begin to pray this evening that God should come and work on our desires. God should come and work on our desires. Those desires that do not represent God inside us. Those things that we desire, but the Lord is convicting us about, but we find it hard to let them go. That God should come and work on our desires. God should come and work on my Because every desire will lead to an action. And every action will cause a formation inside the man. Ah, Father, come and help me, Mananaka. Eda Gadeka. Esi brate brekede parosh te vazaga. Imbra sutu brekede shate brekede sana kalibra gadoza. Imbrosa parakata parikos to brekede shanama. Imbrosa kerebosta. Those little little things that I desire. Those little little things that excites me. But the Lord has been convicting me about. Father, come and help me to let them go in the name of Jesus. Riba soto brekede shata bragadesa. Egali bragado janamata. Kabala kese brekede sanama. Father, help us in the name of Jesus Christ.
Munosa Bregedeta Zagede Bregedosa Branda Bregedashti Imbra Sutu Bregedesh Shate Bregedesh Tavranda Riba Sekirigirigirigiri La Barukosa Bregedesh Tavaza Bregidosa Nemanta Engla Casta Kaya Bregedes to Bregedesa Endala Gavashi Kiti Bregedeshti Zambrukos de Vaze Bregidash de Branda Barata Riba Sekiti Bregidash de Vredi Bragadosa Namata Randosa Hasekete Thank you, Heavenly Father, King of Glory. Praise on the Lord. Uh, please, the Bible says, Ye as lively stones. Eh? Ye as what? Lively stones being built. Praise God. Being built. Praise on the Lord. So, when the Bible calls us lively stone, a stone is a rock that is not that is immovable. Praise God. He said, You should not be as children. Blown away by every wind of doctrine. A child should be so wise that when the doctrine is coming forward, he can tell the errors inside it. Praise God. A child should be so wise that he can tell the error inside a doctrine and run away from it. Praise God. Sometimes I see some people, after you have taught them for a while, they will now come. Ah, but you know this, this, this. But you know this, this, this. I say, God, this person has listened to something else. Praise God the Lord. Praise God the Lord. Test all spirits. Test all spirits and know that which is of God. Father Lord, we thank you, Lord, for tonight. We thank you, Lord, for that which you have done tonight and your teaching that you have taught us tonight. Father, thank you, Lord, for ability to look through scriptures, to, to look through scriptures and use scriptures to validate thoughts that you are putting in our midst. Father, help us, Lord, because we are growing in this in Jesus' mighty name. Help us to obey all that has been taught today. Father, you have made us understand that we can be set free. We can enjoy liberty. The liberty you have given, we can enjoy it. Because liberty belongs to us. It's just that because of the system of this world, we are not able to lay hold on that liberty yet. Father, but we pray that as we overcome the world, we will, over, we, we will lay hold on this liberty in the name of Jesus Christ. The devil will not steal away our freedom in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, the time will come. The people will see us and say, these are men that have risen out of the flesh. In the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that we are ascending beings. And we will never stop ascending till we reach to your throne. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father, King of Glory. We bless your name for tonight. In Jesus' name we are praying. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You